Hey everybody, hello listeners, this is Marvel.com editor Ben Morse here for the podcast that you've demanded many times in the last month or so. Uh, rejoining me is Marvel Senior VP Executive Editor Tom Brevoort. Hello. We haven't seen you since Age of Ultron. You haven't seen me at all, it's a podcast, it's not a video podcast. I you haven't ha- heard from me. I was going to say I haven't seen you, but I see you weekly <laughs> at least. But um, we are talking Infinity. We're back doing the podcasts weekly. Uh, Tom and I are actually here the day before the weekend of Labor Day. Everyone else in the Marvel offices has gone home. Pretty much. Except for, except for Tom and the people who work for him and me and the lawyers, as we were just talking about, <laughs> surround my desk. They have to make sure we don't. there's nothing untoward going on here exactly. at the end of the week. But yeah, you guys are here... The building is technically closed, but you guys are still here working on comics. Yes, we are. That's because we're not very good at it. <laughs> if we were any good at it, we'd be done now. Yeah. Well, we'll edit that out in post and make it sound better. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Infinity Number 1, it's been out a few weeks. We're actually recording this. It will come out on the 3rd, the day before Infinity Number 2 is released. Okay, on so... On September 4th. Very nice. Okay, that, that that's good. For me, Infinity 1 was like an, an eon ago. Yes. Uh, yeah, before we started recording, Tom and I were talking about how it's been a little while for me since I read Infinity 1, and it's been far longer since he put <laughs> Infinity 1, number 1, out. So, so I'm just going to start making up some of the yeah. answers, because I don't, I don't genuinely remember that comic book anymore. This is like a <laughs> pop quiz in history class. Um, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Infinity. No questions from you guys this week. Uh there's a lot to talk about here, so I want to allow time for that. We put, we put the issue out, yeah. and nobody cared. Nobody, nobody asked, cared. Any, nobody <laughs> asked the anything. They had nothing no, to say. I didn't ask for no questions, questions this time. For... You guys can ask questions next time. I will be talking to Tom regularly, hopefully, if he lets me. Um, and you can always ask questions using the hashtag TWIM, Twin Infinity. So it's all one word. We're switching it up this time. Twinfinity. Twinfinity, yes. And beyond. <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's talk about it. Um, I did speak to Jonathan Hickman on our first Infinity podcast, and one thing I did talk to him about that I wanted to touch on with you briefly was the creation of this event in the sense that it is unique from a lot of our other events, and that really, it's two events going on at the same time. Um, And I know what he had said was the stuff with the Builders, the stuff going on out in space with the Avengers, is the culmination of a lot of stuff he's been doing in his Avengers book for the first year. Right. Uh, the Thanos element, Thanos coming into video on Earth, was almost a separate story that it was determined could weave well into this, and that ended up playing into his new Avengers run as well. Right. So the genesis of this was we had two stories, and they ended up working well together. It's, yes? it's more that when we started out the Avengers books around this time, maybe a month off in other, either directions... We would have had a big story in Avengers here regardless. Um, but at one of our retreats, as we were talking about a bunch of other stuff going on in the Marvel Universe and how it would come together uh, that we also wanted to do around here, uh, it became apparent that what we were going to do as the Avengers story should just get even bigger and become the event. It's kind of similar to the way years ago Brian had intended Secret Invasion to just be a story that was in Avengers, or in those days, New Avengers. Um, and once we got to the room, people said, oh, no, no, this is a much bigger story than, than that. we got to make this a big event. So it's, 
it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of the same process as that. Um, because the other way just sounds like we jammed <laughs> some other story inside, and uh, that's not really the the case at all. Um, that that the the crux of the bigger events that are going on here, particularly the the stuff with the builders, but also the stuff that's going on on Earth, uh, would have been happening here in a slightly different manner and on a slightly different time frame than uh, has ended up, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether we've done Infinity or not. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm pouring through my brain, and you have a better one for me than me for these things. But has there ever been another event where you really have the kind of uh, the war on two fronts type things? I can't think of a Marvel event. I'm sure that on. as soon as you say that, yeah, well, all of the people listening to this, we'll come up with the three. Well, of course, there was mm-hmm. you know Secret War Seven did that, <laughs> and uh, you know you just don't remember it because it right. was erased from time at right. the end. And so, um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I can think of stuff like, you know, Follow the Mutants or those X-Men crossword games Actually, where there's a bunch of stories Yeah, yeah, Fo- Follow the Mutants is a really good yeah. uh, example of that because that wasn't really so much a crossover as it was right. kind of like a branding. Yeah. Because, oh, the X-Men are over here in Dallas fighting yeah. the adversary and way over here in New York, X-Factor's punching out Apocalypse. Yeah, and never all really... the way on the other side of the world... The new mutants are dealing with bird brain. Right. Yeah, I never really got that when I was looking at all the mutants. I was like, so these stories don't have anything, anything to, to do, do with one another. With one another, except they all came out in the fall. So, yeah, right. And then <laughs> in there's the even fall there, of the mutants. Weren't there even? <laughs> weren't there even fall the mutants tie-ins and like non-mutant books? I don't. I, I gotta look it up because there think are there probably was. some. No, I think there were some references and things like yeah. that. That Hulk issue. Yeah, where that everybody remembers to Dallas. Yeah, it's not labeled or anything as Fall of the Mutants. It's just, you know, that they they you know Peter and Todd did that that whole right. Wolverine fight, and that takes place as they're en route to to Dallas. I think I'm confusing my '80s. I think I'm, I'm thinking of like Mutant it, Massacre when there was it, Power Pack yeah, and Thor stuff. Yeah, and Inferno right. popped into a bunch of other books. Yeah, there's Daredevil issues in Inferno. Yeah, so so they did that sort of right. thing, but just not on that one. Right. Um, so yes, it's like the fall of the mutants of the 21st century is infinity. Re- yeah. <laughs> How well did fall of the mutants do? I, clearly it did well enough that right. they kept doing them. I was going to say, before <laughs> you label this the fall of the mutants of the 21st century, let's, uh, let's figure that out. But yeah, it's, it's a different kind of that, and I dig that. because, And especially, um, you'll see it more in issue number two out tomorrow as the, the stories kind of diverge more. And they both have their own art not just art styles, they both have their own individual artists. Right. Which I think is very cool. Um, but this issue, it's all Jim Chung drawing it. Right. Um, and obviously Jonathan writing it. The opening scene is actually a scene we have seen before. Uh, you and I spoke a little bit about this when we first debuted the pages, but it's a scene from an issue of New Avengers. Right. Where Black Panther decides to finally cross the line um, dealing with the incursions. Why was this the first scene? Something we've already seen before. Uh, well, the the God's honest truth answer to that oh boy. Uh, is that uh, it wasn't originally the first scene. It was added in later. And it was added in uh, primarily because in the very first draft, you didn't really get to any real recognizable Marvel characters mm. for about half the book. All right, that's fair. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, we had a conversation with John and said, you know, this is all good, but is there a way, it would be nice to be able to to, to, to lead people into this 
uh, with some folks that they know, as opposed to starting with, uh, you know, all all the fairly heavy and fairly heady, right? Uh, uh, Black Order on Titan with the Outriders and the guys, and going out to right. the planet and, uh, and the builders, Alaushio's yeah. uh, uh, demise, yeah. and you know, and then eventually kind of segueing back around. And so, in looking at his structure and looking at what's coming up, and in looking at the 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 stage he had to set. You know, John's uh, uh, solution to this was to open Mm -hmm. with a reprise of this scene and this moment from New Avengers because it would have relevance later on. Right. Okay, so there's a very practical answer to it. I like that. That's kind of, you know, a little bit how the sausage is made. Yeah. Yeah. I like to hear. But yeah, it makes total sense and it fits in well. But you're right. This is another thing we talked to John a lot about was, you know, this is an event that almost feels more epic in a way because you have all these new huge characters um it feels like oh all right this is there were we we know where the edge of the marvel universe was it's almost you know where we'd see the guardians of the galaxy and things like that this is stuff from beyond the edge of what we're normally familiar with yeah it's really i mean the 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 truth of the matter is it's it's practically not a superhero story at all Uh, and that becomes more and more apparent the deeper you get into it mm-hmm. that you know it's a big uh, intergalactic space war story but what it really is is and I use this this phrase with Jonathan stuff all the time it's Dune he's, <laughs> he's writing a big you know he's writing a big Frank Herbert novel right uh, with a million characters uh, you know set across the largest stage that that he can imagine uh, and and uh, you know dealing with situations in which uh, our heroes are just one t- you know, crucial but tiny portion right. of everything that's going on, and that doesn't tend to be uh, the sort of way that our stories are told. Sure. For for good or ill, our characters tend to be the prime movers of whatever story they happen to be in, because um, they're the heroes. Right. And here, the Sonic the Avengers are not the prime movers or the Marvel heroes that are out in space, but they're among so many other other right. uh, uh, people and beings, and the, the, the stakes and the scale is so large. Again, you see a lot more of this in uh, Infinity 2 mm-hmm. and in uh, Avengers... Uh, 18, you actually saw 18. I was going to say, that's the time it's already out in Avengers 18. You really yeah. see how the Avengers are part of this larger army, and, yeah. they're, and they're even they make a point of they're not, you know... Cap's not charging to the front of the room and giving an inspirational speech. He's letting the the leaders, the Galactic Council, yeah, do yeah. Thing. So, so this is a very different. Even on even on uh, Earth, the characters that that begin to come to the fore a little bit more because of the story we're telling is Black Bolt and mm-hmm. the humans. Yes, you know, which too is not typical of one of these. Right. So uh, clearly, uh, uh, we were feeling our oats that day because <laughs> we figured that you know. Gladiator and the the Super Scroll and yeah. uh, you know <laughs> Black Bolt and and Maximus could carry the day in a big uh, story like right. this. Yeah, two issues in, and also the tie-ins. And one thing to emphasize is the tie-ins really are. I know we've you've you've, you've said this, so I don't feel bad saying it, that the tie-ins are more essential to this book than well, most at least tie-ins. particularly. And this this is this is absolutely a case where you know every time we go in to build a big event like this, we try to make it so that you can simply read the core series and get a complete story. And you can do that with Infinity. It's true. But it's very, very hard. Yeah. Uh, And in fact, 
uh, you know, I would go so far as to say we have failed at, yeah. at that. That is, you know, in particular, the tie-ins that Jonathan is writing, the Avengers right. issues and the new Avengers issues, are virtually as important, if not as important, as the core issues of Infinity. And so that checklist or that map mm-hmm. that we run at the back of all of the issues that sort of has the you are here yellow circle or box um, you know really shows here are all the books that are the spine of this thing and it's right. more than just six issues of infinity it's really six issues of infinity and six issues of Avengers and four issues of new Avengers so this is really a 16 issue series right. as it's turned out not just the six uh, do not be fooled that's also why on those books, uh, every uh, every month, uh, their cover style Looks matches different. the core series, matches the Infinity covers, which is to say, you know, a high high contrast monochromatic uh, cover style. Whereas the rest of the Infinity tie-ins have just the the mm-hmm. box border with the color treatment of the month and a full color cover. Right. Um, you know, those those tie-ins, uh, especially the ones in the Avengers books are pretty central as well or or give you even greater depth than uh the the uh the Jonathan tie-ins like the 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 people working on those both editorially and creatively have done a good job of expanding on uh and embellishing the events that we see particularly I got to call her out by name the the Kelly Sue Deconic books yes both Avengers Assemble and and Captain Marvel uh, you know, touch on and and retell and expand on sequences that we see in both Infinity and Avengers, right? Uh, and and add a lot of characterization and character and nuance to those scenes and sequences that that just make them more satisfying. Yeah, well, I mean, because in yeah in Infinity and also in Avengers number eighteen, we see this big battle where the Avengers, as part of this larger army with all the alien races do battle with the builders and in the Avengers issue we almost kind of see the, the broad strokes and you do get a lot of Gladiator and a lot of Super yeah. Scroll. It's actually an Avengers Assemble and Captain Marvel where here's what's going on with our heroes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Takes and, you in a little bit more. And the same kind of thing happens and it happens a little further down the, the road on the, the, the situations going on in on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, you'll see some some of these things expanded upon as well in Mighty Avengers or in Thunderbolts or in right. uh, Superior Spider-Man Team Up and you know, all the various books that are that are taking place uh, you know, on Earth as well. Um, so for the most part, at least so far, it, you know, it seems like a fairly tight crossover uh, in the manner that it's structured, perhaps more so even than stuff we've done in recent memory. All right, I want to switch to, we're already kind of there, out in the space part. We'll be jumping between space and Earth, because that's yep. what they do in the book. That's not right. Not half that's and right. half. That's right. We open the builder's portion of the story on Galador, home of the Space Knights, which I thought was a nice little Easter egg for <laughs> longtime fans for a couple pages. Yeah. Um, yep. Why Galador? Why open it there? Um, was it to kind of show the power level of the builders with characters we already knew. Well, that's certainly uh, it. Certainly helps mm-hmm. to to do that. Um, I think really more than anything, it's just that not only does Jonathan like the Space Knights and mm-hmm. like all of the the sort of rom continuity, but he's got ideas for stuff to come out of that, and oh, cool. so yeah, it serves more than one 
uh, more than one purpose. Narratively, it's sort of our first uh, our first glimpse of what the builders are doing, how how they're doing it, uh, how powerful they are, and yeah. So putting them up against uh, not only familiar, at least vaguely familiar characters, right. uh, and characters that clearly echo in their own way, uh, you know, the Avengers or the heroes mm-hmm. of Earth for their own world, you know, again, kind of sets a set of stakes right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so than if we just invented a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, you know, so so it's a couple of things. We're not we're not done seeing the, the Space Knights quite yet by the end of Infinity Number 1. I know some people were concerned about that out they, they in the world. They looked pretty done for. I'm not going to lie. Well, they've, they've, uh, <laughs> they've come through worse, my okay. friends. Okay, so we'll see them more. They've come... If, if they could bear the loss of R asterisk M, they could... <laughs> They can do anything. Say if they can survive Marvel <laughs> Legal, they can certainly Don't survive the Don't be too building. loud. The lawyers oh, are God, still around are. here somewhere. They're scurrying about. <laughs> also in that scene, Captain Universe shows up. Now, Captain Universe has been such an interesting figure in Avengers for the past year. Right. Uh, we know a good deal. I mean, even as a... I feel like I have a pretty good Marvel knowledge. I understand the Captain Universe concept. But this yep. character is still kind of, uh, pardon the pun, an enigma. Right. Um, right. What is her role in this story? What is her role in Avengers? I'm trying to wrap my head around <laughs> Captain Universe. She's just so I don't I don't it's 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 hard to imagine that she's so powerful and she's so out there. I don't even know how she ended up on the team, let alone what what she is doing. Well, I mean the 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 Captain Universe, the Enigma Force that typically empowers Captain Universe, does so by merging. With a, with an individual, usually it's a person, but we've seen it go into a cat, and we've seen it go into, you know, uh, all sorts of crazy folks. Whenever there was some bit of universal business that needed doing, big or small, right? Uh, and in this case, again, without getting too deep and without revealing too much about things that are to come, uh, you know, this is probably the biggest, most significant situation. That uh, that force has had to deal with, and th- on the flip side, the person that it's gone into is somebody who was was comatose mm-hmm. at the time and had been comatose for a very long time. Right. Uh, so the balance between the the person, the captain, and the universe is definitely a right. different mix than what we've seen before. But also different from past Captain Universe stories. Usually the Enigma Force shows up, possesses someone, they have an adventure. There's not much more to do with that. Here, the builders have a link to Captain Universe, to the Enigma Force. Is that something we're going to learn more about, or is that something? Yes, slow yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll learn more. And I'm trying, I'm sort of trying and sure. deciding on the fly how much I want to yeah, say yeah, here yeah. and how much I want to keep up my sleeve. But no, It's all very interesting. But, so. you know, again, it's been, it's, it, we've seen in the issues that have seen print already, not just mm-hmm. Infinity, but Avengers, you know, this iteration of Captain Universe more directly embodies the universe mm-hmm. and the spirit of the universe than versions perhaps than we've seen in the past um again i'm trying not to say too much we'll talk more about captain universe as we <laughs> as we go but i am very yeah, intrigued particularly by uh, avengers 21 okay avengers 21 is the captain so universe there's good, issue there's a good road mark there. yeah yep yeah. well we'll learn more um also out there in space and also as part of the avengers number 18 try-in the scrolls are back yes it's kind of trickled back in we got we got super scroll we had uh a state of the scroll empire yeah 
how was that decided? I mean, I always wondered, we're, how long do we want to leave the Skrulls off so the we, table? We took, a, we took a quorum, and the Trade yeah. Alliance had voted that yeah. the Skrulls could... They could come back. Yes, it was, uh, it was a close vote. Right. But with some backroom uh, bartering... <laughs> Uh, and some concessions on percentages of the tariff, <laughs> we were able to squeak it through, thank heaven. Oh, boy. Yeah, what would we have Whew. done otherwise? But, yeah, I mean, they've been off the table for a little while, and I don't know if there was a certain point where you said, okay, secret invasion's far enough in the past that we can use I don't know. the I mean, again? They've, they've, they, they haven't been as uh, off the table, maybe. I mean, as, they've shown up. You know, some, they've, they've shown up and been around. They, but I still feel like it's a big deal that the Skrulls are involved in this Story. Uh, sure. Well, they're they're among the most recognizable Marvel alien races. Yes. They're certainly the the ones that have been around the longest since yep. they began in Fantastic Four mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it just you know it feels like yeah you're doing a big cosmic story. You kind of want to have the, the the scrolls around and the scrolls involved. Um, and for all that, you know, their home world was destroyed and their mm-hmm. people were scattered and so forth. You know, they had been a, an empire that went beyond a single planet so even if you know 95 98% of them were gone they may still have a population out there scattered around in different places that's greater than that that's on the earth mm-hmm. it's all a matter of of uh, you know size and perspective um, but I just think uh, you know I think too that a lot of work was done on the super scroll especially in the various uh, you know annihilation yeah. Uh, cosmic books. He's a great character to have in, in the mix here. He's got good history, particularly with Kree, with uh, Supreme Intelligence and Ronan and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, and he's a he's a good player to have on the on the table. Uh, and Jonathan tends to like characters uh, like that, and yeah. especially you know with a character like that, you kind of you don't have to worry so much about what somebody else is doing with them, or you know whether they have a book next month to be in and so right. forth. Um, so you can kind of interpret them and, and set a course for their uh, their direction right. uh, a little more readily. Right. It's always interesting to me to look back kind of at the, particularly since the 80s and 90s, kind of the makeup of the cosmic mm-hmm. Marvel races, like who has kind of annexed who. Because they're always all, it's like, you know, it's like Europe or the Middle East yeah. out there yeah. all the time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, around Operation Galactic Storm, you had like the Kree taking over the Shi'ar, the Shi'ar taking over the Kree. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have this Galactic Council where everyone seems to be on kind of even ground, which is very interesting. You had, you know, Annihilus took over for a little while. Now he's part, he's got a seat. Yeah. Supreme Intelligence has a seat. Gladiator has a seat. And that's also interesting is that, that the Shi'ar seem to be kind of taking the lead. Um, I feel like in past events when, this might be me reading into it way too much, but like back when Lundra or Deathbird or whoever was in charge, Shia would kind of sit back and see what's going on. But you've got Gladiator in charge now who's a very take charge, let's go right, you know, right. beat the crap out of everyone, and suddenly he's front and center. Because Infinity Number 2, Gladiator, like you said, Gladiator's like the guy. He's yeah. like the Captain America of Infinity. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not really a question in there. It was more just me <laughs> talking to myself. Um, I mean, uh, you know, some of that has to do, too, with the fact that, you know, the, the Shi'ar became a big uh, uh, race within mm-hmm. the, the Marvel Universe as the fortunes of X-Men as a line uh, were on the rise. Like right. They were a big part of that. When they first showed up in X-Men, it, they were just another alien race. Right out there like everybody and as X-Men became more popular and had more books and had more real estate and people paid more attention to them they became 
larger and and more important, but also still kind of segregated off, which is right. to say that everybody, including the X-Men, would fight the Skrulls whenever they wanted to. But mm-hmm. really, if you wanted to fight the Shi'ar, you had to deal with you know, whoever was editing X-Men at that point. Was Galactic Storm kind of the breaking point for that? No, that I was... think the breaking point was later than that. Okay. You know, that was definitely, uh, uh, you know, aided by the fact that Galactic right. Storm, you know, all the Avengers chapters were written by uh, by Bob, by Bob Harris, yeah. who was He's at the time the X Men yeah. group editor. So it's easier to coordinate and sure. make that happen when the guy writing yeah. part of your event is the guy who's also the border patrol for the GR. But um, I don't think it was until really, uh, you know, after the the, the full on regime change that mm-hmm. that this stuff began to intermingle to the same degree. Right. Uh, and it's that, that's not absolute. You know, we'd have things. Alandra would show up for the trial of Galactus and be a motivator in that. And yeah. it's not like they, it was an absolute thing, but there was definitely and it has had been for years a feeling that the Shi'ar were X Men characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and whereas the Kree were just Marvel Universe, yeah, they belong to everybody. alien races. And while different characters might have a claim on them, Captain Marvel might have more claim because he was a Kree, or right. or Carol Danvers might have more of a claim because her powers came from the Kree. Sure, uh, you know, anybody Daredevil could fight the Kree, and you know, it would be legitimate. Whereas with the Shi'ar, it was a big deal right. for them to to uh, get out and intermingle. Right. All right. Well, that's a good. It's it's nice to cover the uh, the alien races in the Marvel universe because they are going to be huge in Infinity. Uh, in some places, yeah, they they are more prominent than the Avengers, which I think is cool. But going back down to Earth for a sec, and along the same lines of this is a Gladiator book, um, <laughs> issue number one is probably has my favorite Black Bolt scene. I don't want to say ever because there's a lot of great Black Bolt scenes, mm-hmm. but just him fighting the Outrider yep. and just completely calmly, coolly, outclassing him just was fantastic. Now, I've sat, sat in enough of those summits and meetings Although, where, yes. he loses. He does. <laughs> so he outclasses him, except that he doesn't win. He doesn't win, but he looks so <laughs> cool doing he it. He definitely does. So, so mission accomplished there. Um, but I've been in those summits and those meetings. I know the Inhumans and Black Bolt in particular have been, for years, characters who... You and Axel and other people have said there's so much potential with these characters. We just need to figure out what it is. And now, obviously, we've got New Human coming out. We've got right. Inhumanity coming out. These characters are front and center. And I feel like we're starting to see um, why these characters are cool beyond just being fantastic for supporting right. cast members. Um, I guess, how is Infinity, without giving anything away, going to demonstrate that? Obviously, it already is starting to do so. Well, I mean, again, without giving anything away, the the Inhumans are a big part of the story and the event and the the things that are still to come in Infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some of that is just that, for lack of a better term, all the good superheroes are off in space, so somebody's <laughs> got to fill that void. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, to a certain degree, it's going to be Black Bolt and it's going to be characters connected to the Inhumans. But I do like it's not completely like everyone's on because the X Men are still on Earth. The Future Foundation are, 
I don't know where the Future Foundation are right now, I'll be honest. Um, well, you know, how I, you know how I feel about the X-Men, Ben. I know how you feel about the and X-Men, the, which is why I feel like this, would, this book is an even bigger win for you. Because you get to say, <laughs> when the Avengers are away, the Inhumans are the next right. line of defense. That's right. I feel like that's also why you're able to use the Shi'ar so easily now, because there's, there's not a strong-willed force over in the X office to really push against you. But that's neither here nor there. But... Bottom line, Black Bolt comes off great in this issue. Um, well, doesn't come off great because he loses, and, but seems cool. Yeah, and that, that's not even that's not you know even remotely his big moment sure. or big moments. It's probably maybe it's in the top three or four. Yeah, but it's not number one. Yeah, but it just shows you like this guy is very capable. And there's great Maximus stuff in there that yep. continues. Medusa yep. has some great scenes coming up, and we see more of that in New Avengers as well. Um, and speaking of New Avengers, speaking of the tie-in number nine. Uh, read that a couple weeks ago, and what that solidified for me was, you know, we see the Black Order in issue number one of Infinity. We right. get their names, right. we get their looks. Yeah. All right, these are cool looking guys. New Avengers number nine is where it's like, oh my god, these guys are very, <laughs> right? They're, they're very substantial. They fight the Illuminati, yep. who's essentially the you know the creme de la creme of <laughs> the Marvel universe to themselves at least. Yeah. Um, and they really go all out and and. I like this. They're, they're new characters who make an impact immediately, who have a great look, who have interesting powers. What was the process for, A, deciding Thanos needed a new crew? We're not going to, like, you know, just get a bunch of old space characters and band them together. And, B, how did Jonathan and whoever else was involved develop the Black Order? Well, I think, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to bring in new characters because mm-hmm. while we love all the existing characters... Uh, you don't want to just do the same stories over and over again. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, in the past, when Thanos started out, like mm-hmm. the, the earliest Thanos stories, uh, you know, he was sort of at the head of this, you know, almost like pirate fleet. That yeah. it was all, you know, all the, 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 the criminals and cutthroats and ne'er-do-wells right. of the galaxy who became this sort of mismatched, mismatched fleet. Uh, behind Thanos, it's just a bunch of nasty-looking aliens. Basically. Yeah, uh, but but most of them right. were were weren't anybody particular. Like no. there were a lot of crowd scenes where yeah. there was a scrawl and there was a dude from an obscure issue of Tales to Astonish, and yes. there was, but they they weren't really characters. There were there were a couple. The Blood Brothers were around mm-hmm. in those days, and there were there were a few, but they didn't really amount to, to a whole lot long term. And then by you know the second or third Thanos stories. You tended to see Thanos operating more as an individual coming into the warlock stories, and it was pretty much him and kind of Gamora a little bit, and that was that was it. That had kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, so Thanos coming down and and uh, uh, taking the Earth by himself seemed a little limiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing else, it meant that if you were going to have stuff going on in twenty books, it couldn't all be guys. Punching Thanos and failing. Right. That gets old really right. fast. Right, we've seen that in other events in the past where you try to shoehorn the big villain into every book. Yeah. And it so so the idea that he would have lieutenants, and these right. lieutenants could be new characters, and you know we really sort of conceived them, you know, each one of them as being somebody who could go toe-to-toe with a Marvel super team. So whether right. it would be... You know, a team of Avengers or the Fantastic Four or a team of X-Men or whomever, mm-hmm. these are guys who could hold their own, if not better, in a fight individually because, the you know, the long-term goal is here are a bunch of characters that we're creating and we want them to be 
uh, uh, big villains for the Marvel Universe that could be used again, uh, whatever's left of however many of them make it out the other side of mm-hmm. Infinity, uh, you know, in the in the days to come. We can always use more big uh, villains. So individually, like, they're, they're of disparate races, they have disparate backgrounds, uh, they have different powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that came from, from Jonathan. Uh, and, uh, you know, the designs for most of them came from Jerome. Mm. Uh, Jim Chung did Corvus Glaive because he needed to move on the free comic book day. Right. So uh, it just seemed easier to let him do that. And uh, Proxima Midnight was designed by Jonathan. Oh, wow. Yeah, he actually did the design sheet. Yeah, we forget uh, he's an artist a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah, but Jerome did uh, did all the, the others uh, and some other sort of like random rank and file Thanos guys, and uh, one other new character that's coming up right. that's of significance. So right. most of the design work was put into Jerome's hands. Which is interesting, because Jerome draws the builder sequences in Infinity Number 2, right? Yes. Dustin Weaver draws the Black Order sequences. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So everyone gets to play with the Black Order. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, some of, some of it was, uh, yeah, we just liked Jerome's design aesthetic. Yeah, no, he's you know, great. We, we, we thought he was good at, at, at coming up yeah. with, with visuals and seemed like something that was right up his alley. And those characters fit his style. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out when we broke the story down, yeah. uh, and it had as much to do, honestly, with page counts and mm-hmm. you know how many pages in total yeah. each of these sequences would be, not only in each issue, but in the course of the whole event that determined... To some degree, who went where? Yeah. Because you're right. You you could have done it the other way, where Dustin did the space stuff right. and Jerome did the Earth stuff, or the, the Jimmy did more in the series, or that any of them did the kickoff. Like you could have spliced this up a bunch of different ways. Yeah, it works out well. Though. But uh, you know, we we once we were able to analyze it, and Jonathan kind of broke down the whole series by page. Right. Uh, and you could so you could say there are going to be 44 pages in space, and there are mm-hmm. going to be 64 pages on Earth, or whatever the numbers are. Um, you know, you could then use that and the, the, the relative speed and productivity of all of those guys to kind of go, okay, clearly this dude does this, right. this dude does, does that. Um, so it was as much a, uh, you know, a process or a mechanical choice as it was an aesthetic choice. Are they making effort to kind of match each other or are they kind of working on their own? Because I will say when I was issue- reading number two, mm-hmm. there was a place where I had to look. I was I didn't know if it was Jerome or Dustin. They, they, may, they may be doing that deliberately. Yeah. Um, I think, though, you know, what they're, what they're really doing is trying to outdo one another. Yeah. Cause that's at, what we interviewed Dustin the other day, and he said that's exactly what yeah, we're trying yeah. to do. Because as, you know, as we're getting work done on yeah. this, you know, I have, a, I have a little mailing list yeah. that includes not just Jim and Jerome and Dustin, Mike but, and, but also and Dio yeah. and and uh, Lanel, uh, you know everybody who's working sort of on the John Core stuff because there are so many moments and so many bits of reference that have right. to pass back and forth. In fact, uh, in uh, uh, New Avengers Nine, you know which which came out comes out before it, uh, Infin- Infinity Two. Yep, there are actually there are actually you know images and panels and sequences. Yes. That are you know Dio sort of picked right. up and reinterpreted from the art- other artists. It's just that because of where we are in the story, his came first. Right. Some of the stuff with the Illuminati and what happens. To yeah. Yeah. So there's you, you can go back and you know put those two books side by side and yeah he really picked up uh, you know what those guys had done. Yeah. Um, so the coordination on that sort of thing is very tight and yeah. all of them 
you know, kind of are coming at this the same way. They think all the other guys are really good, and, yeah. and they need to step their game up because they don't want to be the fifth best artist right. in the event. Which, when that happens, we all win. Yes, indeed. It's almost like you planned it that way, it's Tom. It's almost like <laughs> I used psychology. All right, we're almost wrapped up, but I do want to say in New Avengers number nine, one interesting thing to me was, and I don't know if this is significant or if it's just the way it shook down, is that pretty much all of the Illuminati lose uh, the Black Order. The only person who is able to fend off their opponent is the Black Panther right. and Wakanda, which I like because it plays into the whole Wakanda never gets right. conquered right. Uh, right. thing. But I didn't know if that was going to come back or if that was just... This, this is how oh, no, that's, of course okay. that's going to come back. Of course back. it is. That's what I thought. For sure. Still very cool, though. It's always nice to see, see the Black uh, Panther you know, New Avengers 10, the mm. very next New, oh, new Avengers boy. issue. Uh, you will see how, in what manner that right. comes back. Consequences. Okay, we've talked about the Earth stuff, we've talked about the space stuff, I want to talk about what's coming up next, but real quick I want to touch on the design of the book. Uh, it definitely, you know, with the chapter breaks... With the thing in the back that Jonathan did, how much of that is Jonathan? Because this seems like a very Jonathan Hickman. A, a lot of it is the actual right. cover treatment and design mm-hmm. was done by uh, uh, Patrick McGrath and Tom Marvelli. Okay, uh, who are in our uh, like consumer products yes. division. They do they do all of our our licensing designs and and uh, a lot of overseeing of you know all of our various merchandising and so forth our, our animation bibles all, all sorts of stuff they're involved in and so the overall look of the series the cover treatment uh and uh you know the tie-in treatment and all was done by them you know all of the design or most of the design on the interior uh was done by jonathan and again mm-hmm. it's no great surprise he tends to do a lot of that in his yeah. in his creator own books and We've done it in the past in the Secret Warriors mm-hmm. and things of that nature, um, and that's just it, that's just part of uh, the way he thinks and what he brings to the to the table to the party. Cool. All right. Do you want to attempt to preview what is coming in Infinity Number Two, or did you send it out five months ago and you? Have well, no again, as I as I was talking about before we uh, we got on the podcast. You know, I've said not just Infinity Number Two, but Infinity Number Three right. to press because they're they come out. Uh, twice a month at this point yeah. and I was answering questions for some inter- other interview and I could not distinguish between the two yeah I could not <laughs> uh, you know, remember exactly where you know, what was right. in what issue or where the line was so um, do you want me to do it? you can yeah well you've read you've read Infinity I just number, read it last night number two so um, you're, you're you get to see the aftermath of what the Black Order did you get to see a confrontation between Corvus Glaive and the Inhumans which I think is going to yep. blow people away. Yeah, that you get, you was get a the crazy scene. You get the the Battle of the Corridor, which is yeah. the first big uh, engagement between yep. the, the the Builder fleet and the Galactic Council forces. Uh, we do find out what Thanos is after. We also, I actually xed out a question I was going to ask because I was going to say what is a tribute, but you find out right. what a tribute is. Right, it's pretty grisly, <laughs> um, and just a lot of cool. Uh, Great art from uh, from Jerome and from Dustin. Yep. Uh, if you were missing the X Men, there's a panel. There's like one panel of them where Wolverine gets beat up. So, but there's there's more of that. Mm-hmm. Like you see that whole sequence in, in New Avengers. Avengers number nine. Yes. So if you're wondering where the X Men were, Nick, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's where they were. They're getting beat up by the Black Order. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a big issue. And then Avengers number nineteen and New Avengers number ten in the weeks to come. Yes. And you can catch that all, and then more. 
Avengers Assemble, Captain Marvel, Thunderbolts. I think Nova is almost there. Yeah, Nova's almost there. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man Infinity, up, like Infinity Hunt, Infinity yep. and the Heist are both coming. Right. Still got um, a little while before Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's Mighty, Mighty Avengers Mighty is Avengers coming. Mighty Avengers in a couple big, weeks. Big deal. Yep, September. Um, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, we begin to spread out. I right. think uh, I think October is the biggest month. Right. If I'm remembering. Like this. There, are, there are relatively few times in, in August, and it gets bigger in yeah. September and wider, and then bigger in October, and then it goes back down right. to a, a smaller number for November. Right. Last question. I see I just spotted your Infinity hat over here. I have an Infinity hat. It's yellow. Uh, I have one over at my desk. It's red. Yes. Um, do, do you like it? Does it fit your head? It, um, <laughs> Mine they, is far too big for me. They, yeah, they, 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 they asked for the hat sizes before yeah. they made them. Uh, and and then we just ended up getting like random. Yep, yep. <laughs> Dude, it 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 it, 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 well. it does fit. It's slightly small. Yeah, like I've sure. also got the AVX. Yeah, my AVX here, one is huge. Which is which is I think more or less the proper size. So this one's a okay. seven and a half. It says, and this one I think is an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, eight. That one looks so the, so good. the eight. It's a little you know it's it's like That's halfway. Good. But it's probably the better fit of the two. If anyone so, looks okay, but I don't know how comfortable it is. For people you. who uh, who want to, you know, give me hats. Apparently, they I, should buy, order an eight. Well, my infinity hat is far too large for me, so I'm gonna check it when I go back to my desk. Maybe I can barter with you. Maybe that would work. Maybe that would work. work. I could uh, I could be had for that. Get the underground hat trade going here. Yeah, Marvel. yeah. Don't All tell right, lawyers. So don't say. Well, I don't tell, tell them. Any, I don't tell them anything. Tom, thank you so much for chatting with us. Uh, you guys, like we said, you know, I'll put out an official call later, but we'll take questions for number two. One infinity. Literally <laughs> twin infinity or twin infinity. We'll see which catches on. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks. All right, very good. Very much fun.